0: Support comes from Austin Water, helping residents reduce water use while protecting Austin's precious resource during the drought conditions with MyATX Water, providing near-real-time water use data, tips, and leak alerts. More at austinwater.org.
1: From KUT and KUTX studios.
0: Hey there. You're listening to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and for a decade of my life, I was a touring musician with the band Asleep at the Wheel, and my favorite moments were always before or after the gig, when people would sit around and play the music that they were into and tell you why they loved it. I got off the road a couple of years ago, but I still long to talk to musicians about music, and so I created this podcast— Because in my opinion, musicians are the most beautiful when they're talking about the music that changed them. And this week on This Song, you'll hear a rerun of an interview I did with Annie Clark, who you probably know as St. Vincent. And I chose this episode because I've been seeing news about a film that she wrote with Carrie Brownstein. It's called The Nowhere Inn, and from what I've read, it's an examination of celebrity and friendship based around this premise that Brownstein is making a tour documentary about St. Vincent, and things go sideways. The film just showed at Sundance, and it will be here in Austin, Texas, for the South by Southwest Film Festival in March. As it happens, I also happen to be doing a live taping of this podcast at South by Southwest. I'll tell you more about that later. But maybe I should explain a little bit more about why I'm so intrigued by the Nowhere Inn. Okay, so when we spoke, St. Vincent was in Austin, on tour after her release of Mass Seduction. And I was, like, really nervous to talk to her because I'm a huge fan. And then I got even more nervous when she showed up at KUTX, the radio station where we make this podcast with a film crew. I was told they were making a mockumentary about the life of St. Vincent and that they would be filming our interview, which... Like, you guys, (laughs) I got really nervous. And I think that that interview was part of the Nowhere In project. So when you listen to this episode, just imagine me and St. Vincent sitting at a table. We're talking into microphones. She never takes off her sunglasses. They're totally bomb sunglasses. I'm super nervous, but delighted to be talking to someone whose music I truly admire. And it's all being filmed. Luckily for me, the interview ended up being quite delightful, as you are about to hear.
1: Um, it's interesting because I had sort of a realm of other music in mind when when charged with the task of, like, saying a song that changed my life. But if I really think about it, um, I think that the music you hear when you're so young is the stuff that really gets in your DNA the most. So I would say, like... Um, like When You Wish Upon a Star or something, like that Disney, the Disney songbook stuff from those very early Disney films, that is imprinted in me in such an intense way. When you wish upon a star Make no difference who you are Anything your heart desires will come to you. the 30s to the 50s like that stuff where um like a big orchestra in a room like completely like even when the singers would be like (laughs) like with that really insane vibrato but um that stuff I still hear it and there's nothing about it that's ironic to me, or like, oh, isn't this silly, or it's just like, oh, this is just, this is, this set the template of what I think of as beautiful. The melodies in it are really, like, long and lilting, you know, it's like a long sort of phrase and it goes up and then down and then over a mountain and, you know, circles around again. It just, like, has this uh, unfolding kind of beauty to it, to the shape of it. dream, I know you, the gleam in your eyes is so familiar a gleam, yet I know it's true that visions are seldom all they see, if I... the dynamics of an orchestra in a room or like a choir singing. This is the night, it's a beautiful
0: night, and we call.
1: that stuff it's your first introduction to like magic but like oh the world is magic and you know i think like every kid wishes they could be in a cartoon like you wish so deeply um that that y- your reality could just sort of like transmutate into in, into that world and the music is like the closest you can you get to come to it
0: guess like i never thought about it that's a lot of just children's introduction into what music really is which is like music transmits a feeling
1: Mm -hmm. and it's that stuff is really it's intricate and it's um complicated and you know like deeply arranged and all that but it um never sacrifices that for the beauty it's just all about this kind of flowery beauty. I'm I'm kind of with Oscar Wilde with like beauty as its own
0: form of genius. Do you think that when you started to make music, because you started kind of young, like you got a guitar
1: pretty 12?
0: Yeah. went t- pretty young. Um was that something that you were ever cognizant of trying to like recreate? Like the magic thing? Yeah. Sure. I remember when I first started playing guitar Whenever I would open
1: my mouth to sing, I would just start crying because it was it it was some portal to emotion that I didn't have access to in that way in regular life. So it took me a long time to like n- sing without crying. Isn't that strange? I I've thought about that recently.
0: Not at all, actually. I think it's, um you know, especially when you're that young, you're going from being an emotional being that just feels to a being who you know has has like a fully formed cerebral cortex and right can actually like has a lexicon for the emotion yeah. um but i do th- i mean but that's the that's the best thing about music ever it's so wonderful when you were a kid watching disney movies or listening to them did you have a sense that young did the music lift you up in a way that you found maybe was singular Yeah. or do you i mean absolutely yeah
1: yeah, it did. Um and then I um and then I started playing guitar when I was 12 and I was like, "Okay. I have all all the information I need. This is what <laughs> I'm going to do for my life." Which is a strange thing to think, and it's a, it's a um there is an amount of immense um delusion that it takes to to really do anything in life. And luckily enough, I, that delusion was, uh, I, I not only had it, but I, it was encouraged. Um, and and now, you know, my music has given me my whole life like everybody I've ever met, every place I've ever been. It's because I loved a thing. And that's crazy. It's wonderful. It's so, I'm so lucky.
0: That is a lucky thing. A dream
1: is a wish. Your heart. fast to see in dreams you will lose your heart whatever you wish for
0: you keep those Disney songs have it's like I, I, I always think about people who write songs like that, like songs that reach someday. millions and billions of people and that people can like so many people can love and connect with it's like how how I mean and it's that
1: answer to that I feel well I can't speak to that because I'm not the person who's done that <laughs> but but I imagine um but I imagine that well I know from experience that it's like um like immense tedium and then like moments of ecstatic mania and then as a a creator of things i just try to have no opinion like my my point of view on a thing um on the on the subjective objective goodness or relevance of a thing is irrelevant and very capricious. So I just try to be like sort of non-judgmental in the writing and the making of a thing and just kind of go, okay, let's just believe in this. Like that's just, let's believe in it until we don't anymore. Or let's believe in it until we fully do. Like there's a certain amount of of playing music or having music come through you that feels very much like you don't own it it's not about you and at its best this feels like this very like egoless experience um and I think that that's what people connect to the most you know sometimes when people will will come up and and describe an experience they that they've had with my music I feel um at once very grateful and also um very much not responsible for it because I know what i know what it is to be such a deep fan of things and so i understand like the impulse you want to tell that like vessel that you like but it's like i in this way i feel like i don't i don't own it it's not a it's not about me in any way shape or form um even though i'm so it feels strange to like take accept the compliment in like deep in my stomach i can just sort of go like isn't it wonderful i'm so glad that you had that experience And I am.
0: Coming up after the break, St. Vincent explains why she wanted to approach the songs on Mass Seduction with a Disney-esque lack of irony. And with a new record, um, you said one of the things that you really loved about these Disney songs is that they're they were totally lacking in irony. It seems like dispensing with irony was very important to the creation of these songs and to the production. Mm-hmm. Was that something that became like a focus of making this record? That was just sort of a tenet from the
1: beginning. Like I felt like I'd done a I'd done a number of things, and over the course of I guess four solo records and one collaboration record with David Byrne. And, um, so I just felt like, okay, what's the thing that I haven't done? And I was like, well, I I don't feel like I've really like gone straight for the heart and the jugular. Like I've, um, made a lot of things, but I didn't feel like I'd necessarily tapped into that kind of the, the feeling you get when you like, when there's a song and the verses are for you and the chorus is for everybody, kind of feeling, um, so I wanted I wanted to do that. New York is in New York without you, love. So far in a few blocks to be so low, and if I call you from First I Avenue in the city can
0: me that's a very vulnerable process i mean that
1: i mean it is and it isn't yeah i mean it like it, it's kind of not because if you uh if you tell everybody everything you have nothing to hide nobody can hurt you <laughs> yeah i know i told you are the only motherfucker in the city can stand me. I have lost a hero. I have lost a friend, but for you, darling, I told you again. I-, I told you I'm heartbroken, I told you I'm an idiot. I told you, you know, this, that, and the other. So? Yeah. So are you.
0: Yeah. We all are. Who cares? And we're all just like waiting for someone. To show us that So that we can feel okay I mean That's what it Does for me Fuck yeah Yeah Yes Absolutely
1: It's At its, at its best It makes us feel Not alone yeah. In a world of chaos How could anyone-
0: Los Angeles from St. Vincent's 2017 record Mass Seduction. And yeah, the interview ended up being great despite my nerves and the cameras and everything. And yes, I am going to make a point to try and see the Nowhere Inn, and not just because there's a slim possibility that I might be in it, but because it looks like a really good movie. I also have spoken to Carrie Brownstein for this podcast. She told me about why she loves Rihanna's Stay. You can find that wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to the show notes page for this episode on KUTX.org, or you can kind of scroll up on Apple Podcasts. You can also find a link there to information about The Nowhere Inn at South by Southwest. And you can also find a link to the information about the live taping of this song at South by Southwest. And as always, you can find a Spotify playlist on the show notes where you can listen to all the songs we referenced in this episode all the way through. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of this song. If you liked this episode, please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify or the NPR One app. Or even better, tell a friend about this song. That would help us a lot. And I bet your friend would like the podcast. Thanks in advance. And thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.